0: Eagles versus the bills edition of the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bet. 365 bet. 365 is offering new users, a thousand dollar risk-free bet sign today at sports slash bet. 365. We're also brought to you by hall of fame bets. The sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines, download the hall of fame bets app or visit hf use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. The Eagles go into Kansas city and get revenge for the super bowl, taking down the chiefs 21 to 17. They were down 10 points at halftime, kind of a reversal of what happened in the super bowl where the Eagles were up 10 points and ended up losing the game. Now they were down 10 points, climb their way back Jalen Hurts, amazing game. Putting the team on his back, getting the win in Kansas City. Great job slowing down. Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, to me, the big takeaway is Jalen Hurts just wins games. Uh, you can put him in any situation you want. He gets it done. Justin, how say you, Eagles Chiefs?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, as far as one big takeaway, I think resilience was a key word I I thought about there and just taking away from Hertz's press conference. Right. This is a team effort. Uh, Certainly, Jalen, you know, was able to to come back and get us that 14 points in the second half. But the defense really stepped up as well. Uh, So that was great to see all around. No points let up by them in the second half, which was great.
0: Yeah, no, no, no points left up, uh, you know, in the second half on defense, we'd, we'd struggled against the tight end, was worried about Kelsey coming in. Uh, Bayard stepped in and actually had a, a really good game besides the interception in the end zone did a pretty good job limiting Kelsey. It did feel like they kind of rotated over towards Kelsey, not going to let him beat the, the uh, beat them. But Rob, I know you're uh, you've been skeptical of Jalen hurts, but have to be impressed at his ability to uh, will. This victory in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think um, he's not playing perfect. Um, he only had 150 yards passing, but it was a you know kind of an ugly game weather wise and stuff. Um, but you know he does come up clutch at the end. I, I joke with us. I think he's purposely like throwing interceptions and and getting us behind <laughs> so he can pad those pad that stat that keeps circulating every week about you know how his QBR and everything's through the roof when he's playing behind in the second half or whatever, but uh, no, in all seriousness, I mean, the team is just finding ways to win. Um, I I still have a lot of questions about the offensive play calling, but I I really think the story of the game was uh, Desai's second half adjustments. Um, Yeah. The defense struggled the first half, but uh, you know, kudos to Desai, whatever they did, they mixed it up in the second half and to hold them to no points. Now, you know, they obviously got a little help from the Chiefs. Um, you know, that drop at the end of the game could have been brutal. I thought we were setting ourselves up for a Super Bowl moment again where they score and we have too little time to to come back. But, um, you know, regardless, I I, I got to give credit to Desai for adjusting, um, you know, and the defense did play better against, you know, a good team. So you got to be happy to, you know, come out of there with a win, whether it was ugly or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime you can go into Kansas City, knock down the Chiefs, former Super Bowl champs, got to feel pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was just, um, you know, it felt like we were doing way worse and we were only down 10 points. I'm like, you know, at halftime, it, it's like, Hey, 10 points is actually pretty good considering how things just weren't breaking the right way. Uh, Really impressed with the, I, I mean, the Bayard interception was, was sweet, but then punching the ball out, Jason or uh, Travis Kelsey fumbling inside the 10 yard line that, I mean, that's just a game changing play. And it, it seems like they really stress turnovers defense finally coming up with some turnovers. If this, if this team wins a turnover battle, they're almost certainly going to win the game. Almost got another turnover uh, with a crazy play where uh, Jay- <laughs> Patrick Mahomes goes to spike the ball. Jalen Carter dives under the center, extends his arm and almost catches the ball. I had never seen uh, someone even attempt that. I I mean, have you guys <laughs>
1: No, it was it was pretty amazing. I mean, he just—he almost right in caught there. it. He had the word awesome to do it. I know he was saying uh, he saw it in the Saints game before. Unfortunately, that one uh, I think got overturned due to a penalty. But pretty awesome, good by him. I mean, I love it.
0: Yeah, I mean if he pulled that off that would have been uh insane. I thought the D-line played pretty well, got some pressure on Mahomes. Of course he got his bullshit uh you know roughing the passer call, but they also uh, had a couple shots on him. Uh Hassan Reddick with a great sack to start off the game. Uh, and it felt like you know, I, I know you we were not allowed to criticize Patrick Mahomes who, according to some in the group text that won't be named was balling out and playing so much better than uh, Jalen hurts and processing. So at such an elite level uh, he struggled and I, and I think our defense was a lot, was a big part of it. I mean, certainly the weather um, didn't help. I think either offense, it was always going to kind of be this ugly, ugly game. But um yeah I mean I, I I'm impressed well, with the defense.
2: So let me ask you I I mean we were talking about this in the in the text a little bit. So now you have uh you know Desai has had great defensive performances against the Chiefs uh against the Dolphins, you know, two high you know two of the better teams in the league. Then we get torched against the commanders. I mean, what is going on? Why? why? I mean, I'm not going to complain because he's doing well against the good teams, but uh, what's the dichotomy there? Uh, I I don't see it, and I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I I was trying to think about that as well. It seemed like this game, I mean, we could have lost this. I mean, let's be honest, without the drops, and Rob, you kind of pointed that out at the end of the game. Uh, Valdez Scanlon gave us a break, but I mean, there was even that that uh, fourth down play where I mean if it doesn't go through Watson's hands I mean that could be a different ball game as well. Um, I would see so that open
2: know. on that fourth down. By the way, like they let him run yeah. all the way to the sticks, like untouched.
1: Yeah, that was pretty incredible. I mean, it was one. Of, it was almost like Schwartz would have never let that happen. Right. <laughs> it reminded me of the sticks play. uh but yeah i don't know rob either i was trying to i'm trying to figure it out as well and see what's what i think our defensive line has just really come up clutch in the end of the game to be honest i mean we rotate those guys in and out where you know offensive lines of other teams have to play the entirety of the game we just have so much talent with these guys coming in and out they're just somewhat fresh still by the end of the game where we're able to lean on these quarterbacks and uh be able to have some clutch plays at the end like we were able to have with uh, I think it was sweat force that intentional grounding.
0: Yeah. Is, uh, oh, what a fun what a fun way to end it with the uh, Patty Mahomes getting called for an intentional grounding. Yeah, I think the um I don't know the <laughs> the commander's thing I think it's just a division thing. Like sometimes teams in division just know how to play the other team. I mean, commanders always play us tight and still always lose. Um, It's kind of just like the same way that the giants always beat the commanders, even though they'll be really bad. They'll still figure out a way to beat them. I I don't know what it is about the matchup. They just seem to know how to play our defense. So um, almost certainly not going to see them in the playoffs. So, don't have to really uh worry about them kicking it over to the offense talking to offensive coordinator Ben Johnson getting roasted by some Rob what would you give Ben Johnson a grade uh for this uh this game
2: uh first of all it's not Ben Johnson is it it's uh oh
0: Brian Brian, Brian, Brian. yeah Brian uh
2: not great I mean I am kind of down on him right now to be quite honest um I think I can't say he's terrible. Obviously, we're 9-1, and and the offense is scoring, but it just feels like we're really struggling to get in a rhythm this year, and there's bizarre play calls at weird times. Like, we came out of that half, and we just ran weird playing calls. I think, like, Boston Scott was in, and then we run that QB sneak, and then there's that other instance where we had, like, you know second and 20 and we basically just conceded the drive with like QB draws he's obsessed with these QB draws either <laughs> him or Hurts is auto I don't know it's it's someone obviously um i it just seems like he's struggling to to get the rhythm that Steichen had and um you know we don't do the read option like we used to uh it's it's when we do it it's that draw up the middle which fine it works sometimes obviously we had a touchdown on it last week so i'm sure people are going to point to that but overall it's not been that effective um i also just think we're still not we didn't use the middle of the field we had no we didn't even attempt slants to aj last last game uh i mean he's like unguardable on slants over the middle and we didn't even throw any um So I just, I just, to me, it just feels like he's really struggling to find a rhythm. And I think largely he's just getting bailed out because our offense is so talented.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to, at least in that game, any scheme stuff, I would say positive note, like the Deandre Swift uh, screens, I thought worked really well getting him going in the passing game. I thought was a, a real bright spot. I mean, to me, the one thing that drew drove me crazy was on third and one, uh, instead of doing the tush push, which is automatic, it's the first down, keeps the drive alive. They do this like shotgun delayed read option to DeAndre Swift that ends up losing yards. And then we have to punt. So that would be my biggest beef with um, Brian Johnson there. And and they kept coming back to the bubble screens, even though I didn't think they were like super effective. Uh, I, I do think, you know, they had one uh, AJ Brown's one catch was a slant. I would have liked to see them go to that more, but you know, without looking at the all 22, I, I would imagine they were going out of their way to stop uh, Devon or sorry to stop AJ Brown and, and put everything on AJ Brown. Uh, and that did create some opportunities for Devonta Smith down the field, of course, late dime by Hertz to get him going. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly some frustrating moments. The, the offense has had some times where they've really clicked. Um, this one wasn't that game. I mean, Chiefs defense, pretty good as well. Justin, what's your takeaway? On- I,
1: I think, you know, these past two games, they have struggled a little bit, as Rob pointed out. And I agree. I mean, it does seem like sometimes, yeah, you know, it seems like there's an issue there with the offense. And I was trying to look up stats to see, hey, what, what's the deal this season compared to last? Like, are we not scoring as many points? Or, are the yards not there? But... Because I agree, it does seem like things are disjointed at times. And maybe it's because of the the frustrating QB draw plays uh, that Rob pointed out. I mean, man, those are so annoying to watch, especially when they don't work. And then all of a sudden, they'll bust it out. And I mean, the second half, he scored off of it. So uh, it it is annoying, though. It's like, hey, he's got a busted D right now. Do we really need to be running so many QB draws? Uh, with that said, though, I mean, we are averaging a point more, though, this season. You know, we twenty seven point three 27.3 uh, points a game compared to last season. At this time, we're averaging 26.3 uh, points a game. So I, I think maybe part of it, though, too, is we seem to be playing from behind this season more than playing from ahead last season. So we're, you know, w- the points are coming in the second half, as Rob alluded to. I mean, that the the Jalen Hurts uh- stats show that. Uh, Uh, Whereas last season, it seemed like we were constantly relying on uh, Gannon's defense to hopefully hold up by the end of the game in order for us to win it. I don't know. I I think you have
2: to remember, too, last year. Sorry not to cut you off, Justin, but last year, we were getting off to fast starts. We were jumping on teams early and putting up points. So, if anything... We were scoring less points than we could have because we were basically just running the clock the second half and 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 pounding, you know, pounding the run game where we probably could have put up a lot more points had we wanted to, but because we had such a lead from the first half. So I think a little bit that skews our offensive stats uh from last year because we were just getting out up so big in the first half and starting fast that we really didn't need to do as much in the second half.
1: I agree to a certain extent. I don't I don't disagree with that, but it is interesting to see, you know, the points are are uh, somewhat comparable um, to last year. So it's at least the points are still getting on the board. And I mean, the record is showing that we're still winning games at this point. But uh, it is frustrating to see at the end of the game. that These are being so close and and we're leaning on our offense a little bit more in order to get us out of it.
0: Well, and also, too, I think the offensive line, especially in the first half, was kind of just getting their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, maybe one or two of those sacks you could have you could say is on hurts. He's got to feel it or get rid of the ball earlier, which I think is fair. Uh, But that's a big
2: statement from Sean.
0: Well, come on. I mean, he is. I mean, if you would listen to some people, they would say he's like not even he should be playing him at running back, and he's not even a quarterback. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's leading the league in MVP odds. <laughs> so yes, I do think he is good, um, but yeah, I, I I think maybe some of that was on Hertz, but also like the the O line in general. That first half, they got their ass kicked, and you heard it in the press conference, like Kelsey seem kind of, uh, again, that's the other thing. Like you think this bills game coming up, maybe a letdown spot for them after the short week playing the chiefs in Kansas city revenge game. They were certainly up for that off the buy, but then you hear the press conference and they're like still not satisfied. They're not, um, they're not complacent. And I think that is a good sign uh, moving forward for the Eagles uh, kicking it around, at, around the league. we got the Detroit lions barely beating the bears should have lost that game. I was so pissed. I had, I had a bears uh, parlay with the money line with the giants. That would have been really, really awesome. Uh, Tommy DeVito takes down uh, the uh, Washington commanders. As we mentioned earlier, of course, uh, Tommy DeVito is now tied for Daniel Jones in uh, career, three touchdown games. Uh, Daniel Jones has done it in uh, 62 games. Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito has only done it in two games, <laughs> Dallas on the other side seems to be kind of stuck in the fifth seat as we extended our lead. But Justin, who are we worried about in the NFC? It's just crazy. I know they're only a game back and they're favored to beat the Packers, but I just don't see the lions getting past this for the number one seed. But right now they are the closest one. Taking a quick break to talk about Bet365. Oh man, bet love Bet365 right now. Eagles only laying 3 -120 over on Bet365. 365. Bet365 365, great place to get down on all your actions, props, sides, totals, live betting. They really have got you covered. Trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. That's a lot. Uh and some great bonus offers if you use our link in the bio or go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash bet365. They got a thousand dollar no sweat bet or you can bet five dollars, get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets. Perfect place to get down on some go birds, some Eagles action. Uh Head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash bet365. Like I said, right now, Eagles only laying three minus one twenty against the Bills. That's a uh, that's a nice Price, so you know I will be getting down on the Eagles minus 30, minus 120 over on sportsgamepodcast.com slash bet three sixty five. Problem gambling, call one-eight hundred gambler.
1: I mean, they're my biggest worry right now. I mean, there's yeah. no reason not to think with their schedule that they're not the team to try and uh, have have uh, the better record than at the moment. Uh but yeah, it is I agree with you, Sean. I mean, with with Detroit's history alone. You would think there's going to be some colossal failure on their point, on their part, where they might not even win their own division in the end, which would just seem absurd right now. But who knows? Uh, seven weeks from now, we could be like, "Oh man, what happened to Detroit?" But yeah, uh, they're the team at the moment, unfortunately, due to that schedule.
2: You know, it's funny. I th- I think Detroit has the best chance to get the number one seed if we, you know, if we lose some games here. But the team still that scares me the most i think is is the 49ers um i almost feel like in my head like even if detroit gets the number one seed they have the best chance of getting picked off early or something where if you have the number two seed you could still end up getting that home game at the
0: end and of course now the number one seed is just is the only one that gets a buy so yeah, you might get home field, but you have to play that extra game, which especially hurts dealing with the knee. Our, our O line kind of old, like we need that bye week We need to be rested up. We need the link to be rocking. Yeah. And, and you know, 49ers, they do have three losses, but of course they play us. Cowboys have three losses. They play us. So it, it is not coasting mode by any means. I'm keeping, I'm holding out hope that if we do drop a game, uh knock on wood in these next few, we at least close it out with a very winnable schedule of giants, Cardinals, giants. Like I'm, I'm holding out hope that that could be the difference if needed. Yeah.
2: I mean, obviously yeah. we, we finished strong, so we got to get through this, this little gauntlet here. And if we can get through, honestly, just losing one game, we're, we're sitting pretty. If we lose two, then things get a little complicated, obviously. And especially because we might be losing to a team that would then have the tiebreaker over us. So, um, <clears throat> you know, let, let's let see. And I think we we mentioned last week after like, I think mid December, the team doesn't even have to travel more than like an hour. So uh, yeah, that, that's in their favor as well.
0: Justin, who would you be most worried about playing in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, Lions, Cowboys, 49ers, who, who are you most worried about matchup wise?
1: You know, I think Rob, I, Rob says San Francisco. I don't disagree. I think they're probably the main one. The other team, though, too, I, is Dallas. I mean, it's possible. You know, we end up seeing them um, in the playoffs at some point. And they, you saw, you know, they gave us a hell of a game. You know, two weeks ago, and uh, if it's not for Blankenship, you know, um, stopping. Oh, one yeah? inch line at the at the goal line. There, I mean, it, we're looking at potentially us nine and two, or sorry, uh, eight and two. And them seven and two at this point. So, or sorry, them eight and two as well. Um, but they got a hell of a team. I hate to say it. I don't like Dallas by any means. Um, yeah. Usually, you could count on Dak for a turnover or two. But even with that, uh, they have some weapons. CD's playing, you know, lights out right now for them and and their defense as well. I mean, um, they come to play, and and you got to take them seriously.
0: Yeah. I guess Dallas is always tricky because it's a division game and they know the opponent really well. Um, So I guess, yeah, I guess if I had to say one, it might be Dallas, but I don't want to show weakness and, and admit that Dallas is maybe in our heads. Uh, Detroit could be (laughs) Detroit could be one just because um, they would be the only team that we hadn't played in the regular season. And there could be some stuff that we just don't know. But I mean, Unless it's in Detroit, I would still like our chances. Like Jared Goff coming in to Philadelphia in cold weather and and knocking us off. I mean, if that happens, so be it. But I would I would definitely like our chances uh, against the Lions at home. Right. Just,
2: just to touch upon that, though, the the one thing that's that's good is you know we have obviously our tough stretch, you know our tough stretch of schedule here. But you know after the Commanders this week, you know the Cowboys play the Seahawks uh, the Eagles, the bills, the dolphins and the lions. So we know either the lions or the Cowboys are going to get at least one more loss, but you know, Dallas has by no means an easy, an easy stretch, uh, you know, to finish the season there. So, um, you know, they're going to have a tough schedule as well.
0: Lions are that that's, what's worrisome about the Lions. Like you look at the lion's schedule. I mean, with the exception of the Cowboys, And maybe the Vikings, depending on how you feel at the Vikings, but Packers at home uh, at the saints at the bears Broncos at home, I guess are playing better than at Vikings at Cowboys and then Vikings at home. So, I mean, they might be underdogs in like two of those games, but it's certainly favorable setup for them. I mean, honestly, it kind of depends on how the Vikings can close strong. And if you think, um, if you think the Broncos comeback is for real. Yeah, all agreed. right. Yeah. Uh let's see. What else any other uh, any other stuff around the league you want to get to before we start previewing the Bills versus the Eagles right now Bet365 has it at uh minus 3, minus 120.
2: I guess the only other thing maybe to touch upon is I know um the Colts cut uh that linebacker, uh, Shaquille oh. Leonard. Leonard yeah. I saw a report today that you know, both the Eagles and the Cowboys could have some interest. So, you know, I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about him, but at the same time, if he's decent, uh, I'm down for anything that's going to give us some linebacker depth.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. what his deal is. Cause he used to be, I mean, he was started off as all, awesome
1: all pro, right? Defensive yeah.
0: rookie of yeah. the year. Yeah. All pro was playing at a really high level and then just kept getting injured, kept getting hurt. Um, And he just wasn't playing. He was uh he wasn't starting. He wasn't getting much playing time because he wasn't playing well. Now maybe it seems like he has a chip on his shoulder. So maybe a fresh start if he's healthy. Certainly worth checking out because he cleared uh he cleared waivers. So I don't think we would have to pay him really anything if we signed him. So could be could be worth rolling the, you know. I mean, at this point our linebacker, um our linebackers are interesting, I would say the, the least, but um who was the who? Who forced the fumble on Kelsey? Was it was it Cunningham or Roby? It was Roby. Roby. Was okay, because
1: okay. I was, was going to say
0: that was at least one point in the favor of Cunningham, who I thought just eye test. There were a couple plays where I think we were texting <laughs> about it. Where it was just like, dude, where you're like, where are you going? You're completely lost.
1: He look, just looks slow too, and a little bit out of sorts out there. Unfortunately, um, yeah. I know a lot of people weren't high on dean but i felt like he was starting to at least come around uh unfortunately though with cutting him out there i don't know he he at the moment he seems a bit like a liability
2: maybe um, maybe stike and cut him just to hook us up
0: <laughs> thanks shane appreciate that <laughs> uh going over to the uh bill's reddit one Bills Reddit is just loving Joe Brady. They really hated their old offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, but I think they're celebrating a little too soon. Like if you watch that Jets Bills game, uh it was really not about the uh the new look jet, the new look Bills offense. It's like the Jets couldn't get a first down. So, yeah, you're going to look better uh and granted, yes, we did lose to the Jets, but um fuck off. Uh I did look in the uh <laughs> the bills. Oh, come on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to the bills. Mafia has been up my ass because I've been talking a bunch of shit on, well, Josh Allen is just a turnover machine. Like he, he consistently just interceptions and fumbles. And he seems like he's really pressing. So I know we've gotten at, off to slow starts, but I think especially with this bills team, it, it's going to be more important than other uh, times, because if we get ahead, I think he's going to feel that pressure and you could see it in his, in his eyes and the way he plays, like he gets really sloppy when they're down and and, and starts throwing some balls. He shouldn't. And that's where you get those turnovers. So if they get out ahead, maybe he has some confidence and they're a little more focused and, and tougher to come back against, um, the one post that stood out in the bill subreddit is of course that game where, uh, against the Patriots, they threw dildos on the field. <laughs> it's the number, <laughs> it's the number one post right now. And the caption was just, no matter what happens, they'll never take this away from us. <laughs> <laughs> it's really an all time heckle. Plus just the, the idea of having to smuggle that into the game, um, is just pretty funny. <laughs>
2: That's uh, That is true.
0: Uh, but yeah, for me, I mean, I guess I was already kind of starting the preview aspect of it, at not letting um, the Bills get out ahead early and, and forcing Josh Allen to press. They also have that rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. I I know we went out of our way to shut down um, Kelsey, so Kincaid could be tough. And then, you know, there has been some moments. I mean, we got away with it because the Chiefs don't that Rashi rice is pretty good, but he's a rookie, but I mean, I am certainly worried about Stefan Diggs uh, against our, against our receiver or our cornerbacks who just have kind of, you know, Slays looked okay. I think had some up moments, some down moments of Bradbury. If Bradbury ends up on, on, um, digs, that is concerning. Justin, what are you, what are you worried about against uh, this bills team? What do you want to see any thoughts on the game coming up?
1: Yeah, just to mention Slay last game. I mean Rice just juke the Ugh. crap out of him. Did you see the text that uh or the the post that Slay put out there? Uh, no, it was kind of no. funny. I forget what it was word for word, but it, uh, feel free to look it up. Uh, he had a comment about it. He kind of laughed about it. it. It cracked me up. But um, sorry. Uh, I agree with you. I think the big thing, obviously, I mean, you pointed it all out pretty much, Sean. I mean, yeah, uh, Josh Allen. He's kind of a human slot machine when it comes to turnovers at the moment. Uh, we got to continue to press him, and I think that's going to happen with our line. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, I think in the end, it's going to come down to Bradbury and Slay to be able to take advantage of that and um, his errant throws and and be able to hopefully, you know, be in the right place at the right time. I don't know if there's much more to it. Uh, maybe I'm missing something.
2: Yeah, I think a, a big thing uh, going against Josh Allen is you got to contain the runs, especially... Yeah. You know, I almost I don't want to say you want to force him to have to throw and maybe make a bad decision, but you don't want to let him bail himself out by the runs. I mean, obviously, uh, he's a good runner. He he doesn't shy from contact. So, you know, he can bail them out of some third and longs uh, just through that run. So I think, you know, our d line's obviously aggressive, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, we don't want to let him skirt by for easy first downs because, uh, you know, no one was keeping an eye on him.
1: Yeah, I mean that was. Yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad idea to even spy him. Uh, We started to do that, I think, in the second half with Mahomes in order to keep him from busting out like he was. Yeah,
0: no, I mean that was an issue with Mahomes. I think we highlighted on the show, Um, and yeah, certainly I I think I'm almost more worried about Josh Allen running the ball than throwing the ball, Um, because I think throwing the ball, he he is also. Well, Bill's Mafia also is really mad at me for comparing him to Carson Wentz. Um Carson Wentz 2.0. Because <laughs> he does he does hold on to the ball too long and does wow. force some turnovers. So um I also pointed out that it's not a good comparison because uh because <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz is a super bowl, bowl ring and Josh Allen doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, hold uh, on, hold on. Sure, I, we got to We got to talk Sean. about it. Go for it. <laughs> so, so right now, what Rob and I are seeing is Sean's in a hotel room, and the maid is now stripping <laughs> the bed sheets behind him uh, and cleaning up the room, doing her job and what looks to be very yes. well. But I just can't. I.
2: <laughs> you better leave a good <laughs> tip, Sean. I know. Oh, I, I will just feel
1: bad for this this lady uh, changing your <laughs> sheets, Sean. What might have well, we had it,
0: you know, if if we didn't do it, my wife would be annoyed at me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to do it. So <laughs> it would be either that or just completely stop everything. And I know, I know Justin's on a tight schedule. Rob probably wants to go to bed. It's eight 40 getting late.
2: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh,
0: on the defensive side of the bills. I think it could be another uh, Deandre Swift game. Because uh, since they lost Matt Milano, uh, and I, I think there are opportunities to run on the Buffalo Bills, so I think it could be another uh, nice DeAndre Swift game, maybe in the pass as well. Uh, any thoughts on uh, offense? I know, I know, Rob, you're hoping for a heavy dose of uh, Kenny Gainwell.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, um,
0: I hope he doesn't even get a touch, honestly. But um, <laughs> I and and nah. I know he only got two touches, but. I like what I've seen. The couple carries he's gotten, Boston Scott has looked good. I I don't know why they don't give him a little bit of a shot. Uh, I
2: would take Boston Scott over Kenny Gainwell any day. And again, I have said many times, I don't mind if Kenny Gainwell gets a touch or two. I find it infuriating when he gets the touches and where he gets the touches. They are in like crucial moments in big plays when you want your best playmaker in there, which is Swift, not Kenny Gainwell. And I don't understand how the coaches could think otherwise. It still blows my mind. I say this every week. But other than that, I mean, I think it has to be an A.J. Brown bounce back game. You're not going to. There's no way he's going to go two weeks. I mean, he had what one catch for eight yards. He has too much of an ego. He's too good good of a receiver to let that happen two weeks in a row. So take it to the bank. He's going to come back with a bigger game this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, we'll get to it when we talk our uh, prize picks, of course, sports slash prize picks, 100% deposit bonus up to $100, but I feel like you nailed it. Rob going to be a smash spot for AJ Brown in a, in a bounce back situation. And again, kind of coming back to Brian Johnson, if you want to Uh, make excuses for him. It was the first game without Dallas Goddard. And I think trying to figure out what works. Do you go for wide receivers? Do you use Jack Stoll? What do you do with the tight end? So uh, maybe they figured some of that stuff out. A lot of it, though, I think was just Chiefs defense really good. And and the weather was slowing things down, making it ugly. Justin, how say you? Also, AJ,
1: AJ, this past game, honestly, didn't seem to help himself out, though, either. I feel like he could have potentially had that touchdown pass in the end zone um, earlier in the game, yeah? And then I know yeah. he was pissed off after that, the fact that Hurts didn't go deep to him, but Hurts had some pressure, and I think he was starting to roll right at the time, too. I mean, you would have liked it for him not to have thrown that interception, but obviously he thought AJ was going to do more. But anyways...
2: Uh, I think I I saw just really quick on AJ before you go on, Justin. I I actually think I saw he was on the injury report today with like Mm. a thigh or something. I assume it's Mm. nothing serious. Um, I'm guessing it's, you know, maybe just a bruise or something. But um, so I certainly have no reason to believe he's not going to play. But I I do think I saw that somewhere as I was scrolling um, through some news.
1: Oh, the other thing, though, too, about AJ, I mean, I just kind of shit on him a little bit. But with that said, uh, Hey, heads up play by him trying to strip the ball out immediately. Oh, from yeah. Sneed. He even tried not to touch him. And I, I'll go a step further and say, I think that angle sh- made it look like their shins touched, but I'm not 100% sure they did. And I mean, I saw a video of the Manning cast and Manning wasn't even sure of it. He was saying he thought it was the angle. And uh, and I'd like to go back and look at that a little bit more. But with that, yeah, said, I, regardless, I, whatever, we won. I,
0: but I uh, think it's one of those but, things. If it was, uh, if they let it play out and they ruled it a fumble on the field, we might have been able to keep the ball there. But maybe. you never know. Yeah.
1: But uh, heads up by him. I mean, that was awesome. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. Uh, with that said, yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, uh, not only did AJ, you know, only have that one reception for eight yards, but I mean, Devonte had almost 100 yards. He had 99 there. So you got to think. He's coming out blazing all cylinders, even if they're trying to take him out of the game, you know, cover it, double teaming him at times. Uh, I feel he's going to find a way to get open. And and I think Hurts might even try to force him the ball a little bit this game. Yeah.
0: An update on the AJ Brown, uh, To Rob's point. Yeah, he was on the injury report, thigh injury. It was a walkthrough, so it's an estimation, but um, he said, did appear briefly in the locker room before heading to the training room, was in great spirits as he maneuvered through the room. So uh, it's, I'm guessing it sounds pretty minor, Um, you know, a couple other guys, a little banged up, nothing, uh, nothing crazy. Although Derek Barnett, they've just keep listing him out for personal. I don't know. That seems kind of, seems kind of odd. We'll see what happens with that.
1: That's fine. Just less less laundry on the field. <laughs> I think Sean wasn't uh, Milton Williams on there with a concussion.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yep, no, I saw Milton you know, Williams he, went out. He's
2: had a good year quietly.
0: Yeah, I yeah. thought he did a really good job in the run game. And you're right, Milton Williams out with a concussion, so that's uh, unfortunate. But luckily, we got Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. But he's he's. I mean, the whole D line has played well. Uh, I thought the and the only guy I think. I'd like to see more of D line wise is Nolan Smith. Um, I, I know, you know, Hassan Reddick's been playing well, Brandon Graham's been playing pretty good and it's tough for him to get reps, but they, they don't seem to trust him yet to put him out there for a ton. Uh, Taylor, disapp- uh,
1: Taylor did have that false start though uh, against Smith this game, which, oh, you're right. Yeah. But that was the only thing. Yeah. Uh, that I remember. And, and when, Josh when Sweat who packed on, or was that, was that Josh Sweat that, got the, uh, intentional grounding.
0: Well, okay. Was it Josh sweat on the intentional? Cause I, I know Josh sweat yeah, had one of the sure. offsides, which was pretty inferior. Yeah, he definitely did. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean sweats, the other guy, so I get it. It's tough to get Josh sweat and Hassan Reddick off the field, but you know, we did draft Nolan Smith in the first round would be, would be good. Um, you know, would be I'll good to anymore. get him some work taking a quick break to talk about Hall of Fame bets love uh getting down on some sweet sweet parlays and the best place to do it uh is of course using tools from Hall of Fame bets Reese, you know bet, bet bet smarter don't bet harder uh i've wasted so many hours combing through stats and game logs trying to figure out an angle an edge hall of fame bets makes it so easy uh nfl nba they got you as well and just You know, really um, just an awesome opportunity to put together some sweet, sweet optimized parlays. Uh, You can sort all the players by hit rate or any for any bet, Um, you know, see who's hot which uh, which picks have value, and it's a it's a perfect way to build out some sweet, sweet parlays. Make sure you're getting the best price. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrfbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right time uh, before we give out our final picks for the game, we got to give out our best bets uh on packets.com slash prize picks head over there to uh, get in on um, everyone's favorite fantasy game. Simplified just going more or less on some Eagles fantasy projections and the bills. I think um, so. I sent you guys what we have so far. I feel like we got to start off with a uh, J AJ Brown, more receiving yards at 82 and a half. Like there's no way he's, you know, he's going to get there volume wise. Right? Like I, I just don't see him not having a game. Yeah. I agree yeah, with you. I like it. Um, um, Justin, you want
1: to go I'm, next? What do you, what are you doing? I'm thinking Swift's passing yards or sorry, receiving yards. Um, yeah. I think I saw 14 and a half. I just think in the screen game, I mean, from what we saw last game, uh, he's definitely a threat. And I know we've been putting Gainwell, it seems, in some of those positions. But uh, I think with what you see, he's going to have at least two screens this next game. And I don't see why he shouldn't be able to average over seven yards uh, reception.
0: Yeah, I like it. So more DeAndre Swift receiving yards, more A.J. Brown. Now to make it uh, an official three-team prize picks, we got to go to another team. Maybe we fade the Bills here, or uh, maybe there's. I know, I know, Rob, you're going to be really torn because Josh Allen is on your fantasy team. who will Who will you be rooting for on Sunday? Uh,
2: no, I don't. I don't like to mess with that. I'll start Tua this week. Um, <laughs> with my other QB, so I don't. I don't want to have to root. Uh, have any misaligned interests.
0: I appreciate that. Um,
2: Is there yeah, anyone and, on the and, on the bills for the record fading the the Eagles also had Jalen Hurts point five rushing TDs. Whenever you see that, just take it because that's an automatic. Oh yes. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, you know, I actually think.
0: Ooh, um, let me just see here you got Dalton Kincaid receiving yards, 49 and a half, Gabe Davis, 34 and a half. I know we had a letdown spot against Pacheco. Cause I think if I had a guess, it was the safeties uh, playing back to help with Kelsey. And, and that's maybe what um, caused some issues there, but James cook rush yards. Like we're usually pretty good at, at slowing down the run.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know, Sean, what do you think? I- I'll be honest. I don't, see enough Bills games to have a good feel for these wide receivers. Um, you know, Josh Allen, his pass yards at 263. I mean, I don't, It scares me a little. Cause I just think if, if he, if they have a chance to beat us, he's going to have to kind of sling it in my opinion. Um, I, I would maybe fade the 291 pass and rush yards combined for him.
0: Okay. Yeah. So go less on 291 and a half Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean the, I, I would say either that one or James cook rushing yards at 46 and a half. Cause they do rotate in Latavius Murray. Um, they do have uh, you know, they do work in some of the other guys. So that one and of course, Allen himself scrambling Shakir and Gabe Davis. They're kind of, Hey, if they get that one deep ball, cool. You know, they might get it off a of fluke play or or something like that. I think those ones are stayaways. But I'm I'm with you. Either go Josh Allen total yards less or James Cook, uh, rushing yards less. I'll let you you make the final call.
2: Ooh, I don't know, Justin. You have any feelings?
1: Let's let's do uh, Allen less. I don't All know. All right. Either. Why not?
0: And of course go to sports game or prize sgpn slash S G P and get the hundred percent deposit match up to $100 prize picks a daily fantasy simplified Justin. And I have to, I should have pulled the tape. I swore. I predicted twenty one seventeen uh last week. Maybe I was off, but I, I, I should go back and make sure to officially properly tout if I hit it. Exactly. Justin, how say you Eagles final score? Most valuable Eagle.
1: I'm going to say twenty-four thirteen Eagles, most valuable Eagle. I mean, I feel bad because I'm the first to pick, but I think we would all say A.J. Brown at this point. I'm going to mm. say A.J.
0: A.J. Brown. Uh, Rob, how say you? Final score, most valuable Eagle. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be that low scoring. I'm going to
2: say... 27 21 Eagles. Um, I think this is gonna be somewhat of a tough game. If it was in Buffalo, I I, I think I might even pick the other way, quite honestly. Wow. But since it's home, uh, I do think they're kind of rallying a little with their OC getting fired, trying to prove themselves. But I do think we pull it out. I'm gonna say I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to go against AJ Brown, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump on that as well. I just I find it hard to believe he's not having a bounce back game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I will go the I'll go 2820 Eagles get the win. And uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Hassan Reddick. I know he, he just keeps getting sacks and I think he's going to have one strip sack on Josh Allen. That's going to end up being a key play. To turning Josh Allen over and getting an Eagles W. Hey, thank you everyone for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the diehard Eagles podcast. Follow us on X at diehard Eagles 52 for Rob for Justin. Go
1: birds, go birds, go birds. Go birds.